Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it was a little bit of a, a rough day for the market today after the much-anticipated Fed meeting. And there was a lot of anxiety leading up to this event from investors, at least hesitancy from the market. We saw it uh, in the first two days of this week, slow days ahead of this. But for Jay Powell to have the market not finished at the lows of the day really can be seen as a, as a win for him. As Kip talked about on yesterday's podcast, I went back and did the work on this about a year ago. And about 90% of the time that Jay Powell gets in front of the microphone, the market heads lower. And Bespoke did a fantastic research piece on this yesterday as well. I'm not going to dive too deep into it. Kip talked about it a lot yesterday. But Jay Powell has the worst record of any modern uh, Fed chair for talking the market lower during his speeches. We say it here every time he speaks. You know, let him read the minutes and then get him off the stage. Get the microphone out of this guy's hand. Uh, these meetings, basically, they take place every month. And it's become so commonplace now that everybody's anticipating and expecting these meetings that it seems normal. But these pressers taking place every month only started under Ben Bernanke, roughly, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. So, really... They're pretty useless. I'm just being totally honest here. They could just release the minutes and let us extrapolate the information that we need. But that's the world we live in. So uh, tuning into it today, the biggest phrase was probably when Jay Powell said that they can now retire the term of thinking about, thinking about tapering. So I guess they are now thinking about, thinking about tapering. But it wasn't all, all too negative. Powell said that he will still signal well in advance of them doing so, but it certainly spooked the market when he said that. It was an initial knee-jerk reaction lower, probably about 30 minutes into his, uh, into his presser. The market bottomed and was able to rally from there well off the lows of the day. So that can be seen as a win here for Jay Powell. But other than that, not too many surprises from the meeting. They're leaving rates unchanged. They did move up their timeline a little bit. Previously, the Fed's dot plot was showing that they weren't even going to think about raising rates until 2024. Now, they moved up that timeline a little bit to 2023. But folks, that's still a year and a half away from right now. And historically, as we know, the first few rate hikes are actually very bullish for the stock market. So it won't be all bad even when we do get to that point. One of the areas, though, that was a little bit concerning was that the Fed raised their inflation target from 2.4% to 3.4% for 2021. That is a big increase for the Fed. Now, it's still well off what the actual inflation numbers are. We all know how the Fed cherry picks this data uh, to get the numbers that they want. And when they don't get the numbers they want, they change up how they calculate the data again. So not too much insight can be gleaned from that. But on a few other notes here, uh, they did raise their GDP estimates for 2021 from 6.5% to 7%. So that's a strong reading there. And then 
really what we want to look at are the, the economic data that we trust from folks like Evercore, the, the phenomenal work the economists there do, and we see nothing but bullish data coming out from there. So just today, they put out a piece, consumer net worth to GDP just hit an all-time high. So consumers as a group have never been this financially healthy. That, that's fantastic news for the consumer and our economy going forward, really regardless of what the Fed does from here, folks. You know our view. This is a melt-up in the making. We are just in the second year of a bull market, which typically lasts four-plus years. Uh, and again, we think this is going to look like the period from 1995 to 2000, where the Nasdaq rose 575%. That is the time period we are looking at this now like. And so there's a few other points here that Evercore made today as well that back up that thesis. M2 money supply to GDP sits at a 0.88. Now that is almost as liquid as the consumer can get here, sitting in bank savings accounts. Uh, that is a fantastic reading there as well. And then lastly, S&P earnings to GDP. Also, phenomenal numbers sitting at a 9.7. U.S. corporate earnings are in the process of exploding higher. And as is talked about often, the market doesn't peak until earnings peak. And folks, we're just about to wrap up Q2 here. We had a phenomenal earnings season for Q1. We think it's going to be even better for Q2. Now, of course, the year-over-year data is a little skewed considering what happened last year with coronavirus insanity, but that doesn't change the fact that we're going to get phenomenal numbers here. So let's take a look at our markets on the day today. Like I said, we did finish lower on the day across the board here, but just after Jay Powell's presser, the NASDAQ bottomed roughly at 180 points down on the day from its open, rallying all the way back to positive territory. Now, it did dip below that before the close, but like I said, we were down over 180 points at one point on the day today. We finished down just 33. So again, for the day where Jay Powell speaks, that's a win for Jay Powell. Uh, the NASDAQ closing at 14039 our leader on the day was actually the Russell 2000, right about in the same boat, though, down 0.23% to 2,314. And next up here, the S&P 500, down just a little over half of a percent to 4,223. And lastly, the Dow, down 0.77% to 34,033 on the day today. Looking at our internals on the day, we've continued to get mixed numbers here. It's been a little bit of a weak week so far. <laughs> Maybe a little confusing there, but Monday and Tuesday, we also saw mixed internals, but there are some bright spots here as well. Uh, advances, advances to declines did come in negative for both the NYC and the NASDAQ, but new 52-week highs to lows continue to come back with strong numbers here, beating on both the NYC and the NASDAQ significantly on the day-to-day. -day. And lastly, volume did come in negative for the NYSE, but this is a positive year. We got good readings from the NASDAQ, actually able to come in positive on volume for the day-to-day. -day. Next up, looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with just one sector higher, so not what you want to see from our sectors. There were a few more positive earlier in the day, uh, but we finished with just consumer discretionary positive. 
Uh, our laggards on the day were utilities, consumer staples, materials, and industrials. And then lastly on the day here, our VRA commodity watch gold now down 1.85% on the day today to 1822 Next up, silver down about at 1.5% to $27.26 an ounce. Copper also down on the day today, down 1% to $4.28 a pound. And lastly, oil down on the day as well, hanging on nicely to that $70 barrel mark. Taking a little bit of a pause here after reaching that $70 barrel mark. You know our view though. We've said it since the beginning of the year. By the end of this year to maybe mid-2022, we expect oil to be at $100 a barrel. Uh, nothing about that view has changed here. But oil was down today about four-tenths of 1% to $71.81 a barrel. And next up here, uh, cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin down 3.3% now on the day to 38694 Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.